<laughs> Where am I? You just entered the dandy funhouse. Hey there, fun seekers. I'm Neil Dandy, and welcome to the Dandy Funhouse, the home of your favorite frivolities. If you're watching, listening, or reading this right now, I'd like to let you know that this is the inaugural episode. That's right. Episode number one of the Dandy Funhouse, where we explore all things amusement. Now, this could be carnival games, board games you play at home, inflatable attractions, Toys both modern and retro, amusement parks, weird and wonderful destinations. You get it? Today we're going to kick off episode one with a family trip to Dollywood. What's Dollywood, you ask? Is it a spooky forest filled with dolls that come alive after dark and chase you with maniacal laughter? <laughs> Well, no, not exactly. Dollywood is a major, and I mean major, amusement park located in Pigeon Forge, Tennessee, nestled between the mountain getaway town of Gatlinburg and the city of Knoxville in eastern Tennessee, Appalachia. This is not Six Flags, Universal, or Disney. In Dollywood, there's no Mouse King, but there is a queen, in fact, the queen of country music, Dolly Parton, for whom the entire amusement park is themed around. Not overly so, mind you. There's just a touch of Dollywood in everything about Dollywood. Now, for those of you watching, uh, here's a short video montage of my family's day trip to Dollywood, of which I will narrate over the top of for those listening to the podcast or reading the blog right now. Now, real quick, let me set this up. Whenever you happen to be watching, listening, or reading this, this trip happened in the early stages of reopening from the COVID-19 pandemic shutdowns of 2020, where the wearing of masks were required in most public settings that we're fortunate enough to be open for business. We visited on July 27th, 2020, and we live about three and a half hours away in the beautiful town of Murfreesboro, Tennessee. We had to wake up around 5.30 in the morning because not only is it a pretty good drive from where we live, but our state of Tennessee is also split in half by the central and eastern time zones, and we lose an hour going there. But of course, we gain it again on our way back, which is real nice. Dollywood bound, and away we go. <laughs> ah! Now, this is obviously myself behind the wheel, along with my lovely wife, Michelle, our 10-year-old son, Evan, and our dog, Emma Lou. While you can't take your dog into the park, they do have a day kennel named, what else? Doggywood. For a very reasonable price, might I add. We didn't feel comfortable leaving her home alone for the 18 hours or so that we would be gone, since she's a bit of an older dog at the age of 11. So we had to make the choice of which stress level would be more tolerable. We felt that her getting to take a nice ride and a large chunk of the day with the family in the car and spending eight hours in a cage in an air-conditioned building with a walk break in between was better than being locked in the house alone for 18 hours without being able to do her business. Thus, we opted for doggy wood. Now you might be thinking, in the context of major amusement parks like Universal, Disney, Six Flags, etc. How big can a Dolly Parton theme park possibly be? No pun intended. Kids, don't ask your parents what that means. Well, 
Let me tell you, this park is major, and I mean major. As with most major theme parks, once you drive into the main gates and get past the initial parking toll booths, it's a good little drive to get into the parking area, and from there you get onto trams in order to get to the main gates of the actual park. And yes, we do have to mask up. Doggy wood. Come on, Emma. And as we enter, the first thing that struck us is that it's sort of an old-timey town vibe with antebellum-style houses, perhaps a bit of New Orleans-type feel. The big Dollywood sign with a butterfly in place of the W. A little bizarre seeing all these people walking around in masks, but you've got to do what you've got to do. Just happy that they're able to open it all. Now, as we start getting into the park, we come across this beautiful and unique art piece of multicolored umbrellas hanging over the walkway. And of course, candy shops, gift shops, and vendors of various types ready to take your hard-earned cash with a smile at every turn. I stopped to admire a classic taffy pulling machine as well as some popping candy with some really fun looking packaging in the shape of a child's head with explosions going off inside their open mouth. Outside we find a stand with pink and blue toy swords, uh, not sharp thankfully, and a butterflied princess wand that produces bubbles. Butterflies are sort of a thing in Dollywood. And after about 10 minutes of walking past gift shops, craft shops, and food stands, we finally start arriving at some rides. The first one we encountered was a whitewater rafting ride, which had about a 45-minute wait due to lowered capacity for the purposes of social distancing uh, during the pandemic, which is understandable, but we didn't feel like waiting that long or getting drenched, so we moved on to the Dollywood Express, which is an old-time steam locomotive that takes you up into the mountains. You get to see a few nice views, some old-timey mountain shacks, smokehouses, cabins, and other artifacts reminiscent of what life was like maybe a hundred years ago in rural Appalachia. It was nice, nothing breathtaking, but still a, a neat little excursion the whole family can enjoy. Walking further up the path after the train, uh, there's thrill rides, coasters, things like that. Dolly ha Dollywood has a pretty good uh, collection of roller coasters, if that's your thing. If you're a coaster enthusiast, and especially if you love the old wooden roller coasters like I do, where it feels like you're in a never-ending car crash the whole time, uh, Dollywood will certainly not disappoint you in that department. Okay, Walking further up the path, we pass all types of various artisans, glass blowers, leather workers, wood burning, and I really love this old-timey upright piano that was turned into a fountain with water cascading over the piano keys. There was also a special feature saluting American birds of prey, such as hawks, turkey vultures, owls, and of course, the American bald eagle. They have an enormous bald eagle art piece, for lack of a better word, where it looks like it's swooping down to pick up its prey above a Dollywood sign, like it's here swooping down to pick up my son. It's definitely one of those photo op areas, and like typical tourists, we stopped and did a photo op. Now, along this same theme, there's also a live show with the birds of prey, which my wife and son took in while I went and broke our furry family member, Emma Lou, out of her doggy jail 
for her midday break. So unfortunately, I didn't get to experience that uh, bird show, but apparently our son Evan got to pet a bald eagle at the end and didn't get peed on. Hey, <laughs> Towards the rear of the park is a relatively new area that I believe opened up maybe just a year or so before our visit called Wildwood Grove. It's got sort of a magical na nature adventure feel to it, but it sort of felt more like the kids area to us, meaning that it seemed to be comprised mainly of gentler kid-friendly rides, although there were a few roller coaster entrances nearby. We all three squeezed into a flying acorn, and by squeezed, I mean it was so tight in that thing that it almost didn't happen, but after a bit of creative maneuvering, we all managed to get in, and it was fun. There were some bouncy bears that go around a path with saddles on them that both adults and children could ride. We then rode the Frogs and Fireflies ride, where you basically get into a bouncy frog and go around in circles. I could barely fit into my frog, but I did make it, and I did bounce, and other parts of me bounce too. Another photo op area where it looks like you're in the nest with some baby owls. Making our way back towards the front of the park as we wind up our day, we come across what I can best describe as 50s town. It probably has an actual name, I just don't know what it is. You know, it has old-timey cars, retro burger and malt shops, 50s rock and roll playing. I just love this stuff. I'm a Shanana fan. And as you come out of 50s town, you find yourself in a section of Dollywood that is themed to what else? The life of Dolly Parton. There's a theater showing a presentation called Chasing Rainbows, the Dolly Parton story, which I'm guessing obviously tells her life story. It was closed at the time of our visit, I assume as a precaution to the pandemic, as well as Dolly's tour bus that during normal times you could walk through and see how the queen of country travels. Although I highly doubt Dolly does a lot of traveling by bus these days, I'm guessing she flies into town, stays in a nice hotel, and gets chauffeured to her performances. <laughs> now, a couple of other items of interest I would like to note while I wrap this up that I really loved about Dollywood is the music playing throughout the park. It's mainly well-known popular songs that most people know and love, but instead of just the normal songs themselves, they are bluegrass-styled remakes of them. It sets the perfect, fun, upbeat ambiance for everything this park is trying to be about, which is its Appalachian mountain vibe, if you will. Also, there are music groups performing throughout the day. Bluegrass, of course, and they're absolutely top-notch. You exit the park oh so cleverly through an enormous gift shop, which once we made our way through, we collected our dog, Emma Lou, outside the front gates, made our way to the tram, and bid adieu to a wonderful day at Dollywood in beautiful Pigeon Forge, Tennessee. And uh, this does conclude our inaugural installment of the Dandy Funhouse. If you would like to explore more about our world of favorite frivolities and novelties, you may visit us online at dandyfunhouse.com. At the time of the creation of uh, this installment of the Dandy Funhouse, there's not a lot going on at the website just yet, as the platform is currently being built, but you can at least see where we're headed. Also, if you would like to support what we're doing here, you can find links to buy me a coffee along with other ways to contribute and help make this content better down in the comments, description, or show notes 
depending on how you're consuming this episode of the Dandy Funhouse. If you watch the video uh, at this time, obviously I need a better video capture device. Uh, hence, uh, you know, all the popping sounds and the audio and your contributions will go directly to that and there will be charitable causes we're going to be supporting as well. But as of right now, this platform is in its infancy. Those things are still being currently worked out, but we are working them out. Anyway, thank you for visiting and remember whatever you do, make it fun and dandy. If you've enjoyed this episode of the Dandy Funhouse and wish to support future productions, look for the Funhouse supporter links in the description, comments, or show notes to contribute via your favorite method. Or just visit dandyfunhouse.com. Supporters gain access to exclusive bonus material for the episode they are contributing to, and Funhouse Super supporters get special prizes. Thank you for being a part of the Dandy Funhouse, where everything is always fun and dandy.